Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm Nancy Kilelo Mutiti, and um, this is my colleague Tinashe Mushakavanu. We are Black Chalk and Co. Um, and we are the curators, guest curators for Forum 2019 um, here at 154. Um, so I'll, I'll start by just giving a sort of a brie brief uh, historical context uh, of Yvonne Vera, uh, Queen Lozike, and kind of our thinking around. Um, yeah. I think maybe before you start, Tinashe, um, our program is called Why Don't You Carve Other Animals? Um, and it is uh, taking the title short story from uh, this publication. It's a collection of short stories by Yvonne Vera. Um, and one of the stories is called Why Don't You Carve Other Animals? Looking at ideas of representation, um, it features two craftsmen sitting at a vending station outside a hospital and they have a conversation about why they're making the kinds of work that they are producing, and it totally references this idea of audience, the art market, um, and the agency of the maker. Um, in July 1997, a 32-year-old Yvonne Vera became the first black woman uh, in post-independent Zimbabwe to be appointed a director in the National Gallery of Zimbabwe system. In a record five, six years, Vera acquired three degrees from York University in Toronto. Uh, she worked as the director from 1997 until 2003, transforming the gallery's colonial legacy. She encouraged the unfettered imaginative expression of those usually excluded from canons of visual art. The gallery was changed into a dynamic cultural center and provided studios where artists could work and freely interact with one another and with visitors. The gallery's atmosphere of vibrancy, accessibility, and community, so different from the elitist and aloof atmosphere of many gallery spaces, has remained Vera's enduring legacy. Many of the artists who occupied the space were women, whose embroidery, beadwork, and batiks, often seen merely as spontaneous crafts, were for the first time properly recognized by the gallery as powerful artistic creations. As director, Vera also organized outreach programs to encourage drawing, metalwork, and woodwork by children and women in rural areas. Much of this work was exhibited at the gallery or reproduced in postcards that were sold. Uh, Vera's curatorial practice was premised on participatory world building and offered a means of inventing alternative histories and archives. So the short story, Why Don't You Care About Other Animals? which frames our program for this edition of 154 was a preamble to Vera's future mission as a director of the National Gallery of Zimbabwe. The story is about a sculptor and a painter preoccupied with questions about accessibility of art, the purpose of art, the tensions between commercial art and creativity, and who is the audience of our art. So Nancy will read uh, an excerpt from the short story. So this is the last paragraph, um, last two paragraphs of the story. The carver borrows some paint and puts yellow and black spots on the giraffe with a short neck. He has accepted that he could not, that he cannot carve perfect animals, but will throw them away, but will not throw them away. Maybe some 
maybe someone walking out of the African's only hospital will seek some cheer in his peace. But when he has finished applying the dots, the paint runs down the sides of the animal and it looks like a zebra. Why don't you carve a dog or a cat? Something that city people have seen. Even a rat would be good. There are lots of rats in the township. There was much laughter. The painter realizes that a lot of spray from the falls must be reaching the lovers. Um, the painter sitting next to the carver has painted a scene of two people standing at Victoria Falls, a, a, typical, um, a typical painting that you see on the streets of Harare, um, lovers. So he paints off their heads with a red umbrella. He notices suddenly that something is missing in the picture. So he extends the lovers' free hands and gives them some yellow ice cream. The picture is now full of life. What is the point of carving a dog? Why don't you paint dogs, cats and mice? The carver has never seen the elephant or the giraffe that he carves so ardently. He picks up a piece of unformed wood. Would it be a giraffe or an elephant? His carving is also his dreaming. Um, so apart from, um, apart from why don't you care about other animals, I think um, uh, later works by Yvonne Vera centered primarily on women and marginalized voices. Her fiction spans a century, starting with the reimagining of Mbuyani Handa to contemporary women in Vera's hometown of Bulawayo. Dhoni Handa is considered to be the spirit guardian of Zimbabwe. Vera wrote the only book on her, which is, in Audrey Lord's terms, a biomythography, combining elements of history, biography, and myth. Fiction becomes a lens for reimagining history and ethnography, a medium for crafting alternative histories through memory and myth, thereby transgressing traditional narratives, genre, and white history. Um, if Nehanda was the spirit guardian of Zimbabwe, Lozi Kay is the philosopher intellectual. She is a war strategist, a diplomat, and is credited for de uh, delaying the conquest of Ndebele territory. After her husband, King Lobengula, disappears at war, or as, as some suggest, committed suicide, facing defeat, she effectively took control of the Ndebele nation, which she presided over for the last five years or so of her life. The majority of the standard historical reference works on Zimbabwe makes no reference to Queen Lozikei at all. Um, the reason why we decided to call this uh, session uh, the Queen Lozikei lecture was just paying homage to uh, one of Yvonne Vera's projects, which was uh, the, uh, the Lozikei lecture series that she ran at the uh, National Gallery of Zimbabwe in Bulawayo. But what is particularly interesting uh, is that both Nehanda and Lozikei are fomenting rebellion at the same time in the year um, of 1896. Because of the Ndebele Shona divide, um, so in Zimbabwe, we're sort of divided into these like, two big tribes, like the Shona and the Ndebele. Um, because of the Ndebele Shona divide, they are read separately. One is privileged over the other. But it took a hundred years for another Zimbabwean woman in Yvonne Vera to connect them and to surface the incredible role women play, played in the history and liberation of Zimbabwe.
she did her job as a writer and curator with a sense of spiritual urgency. Yvonne Vera belongs, saw herself belonging to the pantheon of these great women, um, and she saw herself in them. Um, so I'm going to just read uh, excerpt from an interview that she gave. So here she is practically talking about writing uh, Neander, her first novel. After I'd written the book, I remember feeling very exhausted, and my exhaustion was really spiritual. I felt that I had aged in the experience, which really frightened me, and I sort of regretted having written the book. I felt so weighed down with that world which I had visited. I did write the book quite intensely, and I felt I would not recover from it. I did, but it transformed me also in a personal manner, and I even changed my hairstyle. Um, so she started wearing locks after writing um, the novel Nehanda um, as a kind of spiritual crown that she wore to her last days. Um, it's really wonderful to think through ideas around Queen Lozike, um, Mbuya Nehanda, and also Yvonne Vera, and Zimbabwe, and also in the other spaces that we occupy. Our program today features only women. Um, we have a panel, opening spaces, um, with the gallerist Katinka Tabukaru, um, who has a gallery that's based in New York and also a location in Harare, Zimbabwe. I mean, many of our colleagues are showing with um, with Katinka and have enjoyed her support and, and, and vision uh, for thinking through how artists from our nation can uh, circulate in other spaces. Stephanie Baptist, a close colleague um, who's the founder of Medium Tings, a gallery based in Brooklyn, which is uh, working in an unconventional way, uh, presenting work in an apartment setting and really thinking about artists in the African diaspora. Um, she's working with some really uh, interesting, ex uh, interesting artists that don't have the kind of exposure that we feel they deserve. Um, later on, we've got a screening by Tsidanga Rembwa, um, her phenomenal film, Kare Kare Jaco, um, and the, trans the subtitle of that is Mother's Day. Um, Dangarembwa is also a novelist, um, but uh, is known for her novel, Nervous Conditions, but is a phenomenal uh, film director and has been producing films and has a film festival in Zimbabwe called the International Images Film Festival, um, which I have worked with before as a curator, um, creating an art exhibition, but uh, Dangarimba also supports young women and um, uses that platform to train uh, women in art direction, um, film direction, in thinking through costumes, editing, and it's really phenomenal what her studio and community have been doing. Um, we also have from the pavement a gallery, curator as broker with Tandazani Jakama, also Zimbabwean, uh, who is now assistant curator at Zeitsmoker in Cape Town. Um, her most recent project is a phenomenal exhibition uh, called Five Bob, which is a show on Zimbabwean painting, and we've never had um, such a comprehensive exhibition um, on work by Zimbabwean artists um, before, and it's a really incredible feat. Uh, you can find the book upstairs in the Aperture Bookstore as well if you want to um, see what that work is about. Ashley James will join that panel. She's assistant curator at Brooklyn Museum um, and, and worked on the um, show, oh, I'm blanking on the name of that, exhibition Soul of a Nation, um, which features black American artists, but the exhibition was um, premiered in the Tate um, 
in London. And so it's really wonderful to think about uh, work from the US circulating in other spaces and then coming back home. The installation at Brooklyn Museum was phenomenal. And I believe that the show has also traveled to LA. And then finally, uh, Amber Asiva, who's a STEM curator at the ICA um, at VCU uh, in Richmond, Virginia, will moderate that panel. Um, we forgot to mention Adizi Wolford, uh, who will moderate the opening spaces panel. And she is uh, also a curator at The Shed, uh, which is a new uh, venue in New York City. Um, and Tinashe will tell you a little bit more about what else is happening this week. Um, I guess uh, we have approached it on the table to your left when you walk in. Um, it's just uh, sort of giving you information about a forthcoming publication that we're working on, uh, reflecting on uh, Yvonne Vera's legacy uh, in visual art. Um, some of the contributors are in the audience, um, so we are very excited about, about that. Um, and yeah, if other people are interested to contribute, I think we we will have room for them to contribute. Uh, we can always have these conversations, um, but we, yeah, we are, I think a lot of the work that we are doing is also kind of uh, thinking a lot about archives and sort of surfacing histories that in Zimbabwe remain uh, buried or erased for political reasons. Um, and so we are just finding uh, ways of reading these archives uh, in a language that speaks to our generation, that is very visual uh, and uh, colorful. Um, yeah, we have more film screenings happening at the weekend. Uh, we have two films, uh, Onora Chipaomire, uh, a Zimbabwean dancer based in New York. Um, really interesting films uh, to look out for. Yeah. Do you want to say some more, or I can continue? Um, we're also uh, going to be, you can, I'm, I'll just say this last part and you can continue. Uh, we'll be featuring work not only by Zimbabwean artists, um, but also uh, we have colleagues uh, from the Caribbean who are doing phenomenal work, building institutions, uh, bringing audiences to this uh, work that they're doing, thinking about uh, the place of dance hall in contemporary society and the lineage of that and just reframing how we uh, enter into that space. Um, that is Candice uh, Thomas Zachary and also Paloma McGregor, uh, who's recently been named the director of BAX, um, but also has an organization called Angela's Pulse that just put out an online volume called Dancing While Black Journal, uh, which is archiving writing by performance artists um, and thinking about the space of the web as another platform to share discussions about performance, but also to present work. Uh, we were also very interested in the sort of the relationship between the literary and the visual. Um, so we are excited that Zex Mda, um, a South African writer, activist, um, scholar, is also going to be launching his book, uh, The Zulus of New York, um, in, uh, on this platform. And it's kind of, yeah, sort of reflecting on the history of Africans who were coming to the U.S. in the, 18, in the 1890s. Um, we... We are also launching a book called Some Writers Can Give You Two Heartbeats. Um, so it's, um, if you're interested in how African writers think about the creative process, about sort of um, how they reflect on uh, politics, language, uh, identity, I think it's a book that sort of, uh, it features more than 150 or at least 100 
writers. So, uh, um, yeah. I think something about this publication that will end our programming um, on Sunday is that it ties together the literary and the visual in such a strong way and that the visual becomes a text that you read at the same time as the images or that they hold their own um, ability to communicate time and identity and uh, space. Um, and we have some images of our own from our family photo album, but also newspaper clippings um, and uh, excerpts from other publications and also the source of the uh, publication, which was some notebooks that Tinashe had been keeping since 2005, um, making this exercise of documenting what writers were saying about their work. Um, but really tying together this uh, visual text and thinking about how can we incorporate these different ways of working to draw audiences into the content, to get audience to understand the context that the work is being made in, and to get people to understand the mind of the maker and the situation that the maker finds themselves in, uh, which is also why we're so drawn to Yvonne Vera um, and telling her story. Um, I guess lastly, the the reason we chose the title of this collection uh, as the theme, it was more as a provocation. Um, it's a prompt for us to find new ways, uh, new languages to uh, think about uh, the place of the arti African artist in the world, uh, the place of the African writer in the world. Um, and so we, yeah, we used it as an open-ended uh, question as a provocation, as a prompt, and we hope that the conversations that will take place this weekend will um, extend the conversations that Yvonne Vera herself um, initiated through her works uh, as a writer and as a curator. I think that's uh, our way of saying welcome to Forum. And um, thank you for joining us for this first session. Please tell all your friends about the program. Make sure you grab a broadsheet. It has wonderful information to just like help you orient yourselves around the life and work of Vera, but also with um, the context of Zimbabwe sitting side by side so you understand what was happening back home before, during her life, after, um, and as a precursor to the volume that we are about to work on as soon as Forum ends. Thank you so much.